Good morning. Today is July 4th, 2021. This time of year, leading up to Tisha B'Av, we're in the middle of the three weeks. This Shabbos is Rosh Chodesh Av, the beginning of the nine days. And this time of year, we try to work on ourselves. Our sages tell us that the Beit HaMikdash, the Holy Temple in Jerusalem, was destroyed because of sinas chinam, needless hatred. And we try to fix that. We try to fix our relationships with others. How do we fix it? So here's a simple step. There's nothing original about it. Nothing complicated about it. But it's very profound. And if we're able to do it, it makes a tremendous, tremendous difference in life. And that is the advice of our sages in Pirkei Avos, have he done as kol ha'adam lekavzchos. We should judge every person in a meritorious manner, which means that we should assume until we know otherwise for sure, but we should assume that the other person who did something to us or for us did not mean it in a negative manner. Now, it doesn't mean to be naive. Richard Nixon famously said, just because you're paranoid doesn't mean that they're not trying to kill you. But so often we jump to a conclusion that the meaning behind someone else's words or actions is negative when in fact it might very well be either neutral or positive. Here's an example that occurs a lot. I hear this a lot. When someone reads to me an email that they received and they'll often read it with inflection and they'll read it with a tone of voice. Now, of course, an email is not sent with a tone of voice, I guess, unless it's all caps or it's with uh, exclamation points. But if it's just text, there is no tone. You supply the tone. And so often people read an email supplying the tone. Maybe it is true, but very often maybe it's not true. Maybe the person who sent it did not mean that tone. People say things or they do things, or they don't say things, they don't do things. Maybe it was not meant as a criticism. Maybe it was not meant as an insult. Maybe there is some background to the comment that you don't realize. Maybe there is some other context that actually changes its meaning. Also, of course, in difficult times, emotional times, we've discussed this before, sometimes a person says something that is not so helpful, that's not so thought out, but it's not really because they mean it, it's because something they're going through. Sometimes it happens, person makes a Shiva visit or a Shiva phone call, and sometimes they say something that's a little bit insensitive. Or maybe you're visiting someone who is sick or, or someone's visiting you when you're not feeling well or calling you when you're not feeling well 
And maybe they say something that is not exactly what you need to hear at that moment. But maybe they just didn't know what to say. You know, a lot of people, if they don't know what to say, if they're in an uncomfortable situation, sometimes they just kind of blurt out something without thinking about it. It doesn't mean that they were trying to upset you. Some, sometimes people just don't have the sense to be quiet. So it's not that they had a malevolent intention. Someone makes a comment to us. It's a little bit nosy. You know, what is it, your business? But maybe they just want to show that they care about us. So when that happens, you can politely, respectfully correct them. You can, again, politely, respectfully verify what the motive was. But what would your life be like if your default, if your first impulse was to think to yourself, maybe it was not negative. Maybe there is an explanation that allows it to make sense without thinking poorly of the other person. What would the world be like if that would be our default? And remember, the words of our sages are, have he done as kal ha'adam? We should judge every person, not just our friends, not just people we admire, every person in a positive way. This is meant to be a global attitude, a way of looking at the world that sees the world as not necessarily antagonistic to me. Maybe the world is not out to get me. Maybe not every single other driver on the world is trying to make me late. Maybe not every other person in the world is trying to make me miserable or frustrated on purpose. Okay. That's a simple idea. It's a practical idea. It is a classic idea. And it can make it an enormous difference in the way that we live our lives. But I want to share with you a deeper insight. Something that adds urgency and immediacy to this attitude. A few years ago, I had the great pleasure and the privilege to spend Shabbos in Toronto we were spending Shabbos with our children. We had a wonderful time. On Shabbos, I went to shul. And the shul that I went to, the rabbi of that shul, is Rabbi Uri Kaufman. Rabbi Uri Kaufman is the son of Rabbi Herschel Kaufman, the longtime rabbi here in Montreal, who had moved to Lakewood a number of years ago. His son, Rabbi Uri Kaufman, shared the following insight from the Baal Shem Tov, the Baal Shem Tov was the founder of the Hasidic movement, and he lived in the late 1700s. And here's what the Baal Shem Tov said. Everybody wants to know, what happens to me when I pass away at the end of my life? I'm assuming no one here has any direct knowledge of that situation. But what happens? 
So the rabbis in the Talmud asked this question. And it is clear from the Torah, it's clear from Jewish tradition, that the neshama, the, per, the soul of a person, which does not die, that soul exists. It is a pure, purely spiritual being. Okay, but what happens to the neshama? What, what unfolds? So the rabbis in the Talmud explain that the neshama, our neshama, our soul, comes before God and is asked a series of questions about their life. Which mitzvos did you perform? What shortcomings did you have? How did you live your life? And God holds us accountable for our actions in this life. Okay, that's what the Talmud says. The Baal Shem Tov elaborates on that in the following way. The Baal Shem Tov says that when our Shema comes to heaven before God, there is a Malach, an angel, who shows us a video of our life. Of course, the Baal Shem Tov did not use the word video. But today, we can imagine it so much more clearly about how this will happen. And the truth is, there is probably at least one national intelligence agency that is already making this video. Maybe that's the one that Hashem uses in Shemayim. All right. An angel, a malach, shows us the picture of our lives. Every single action that we performed. And this malach asks us to comment on what we see, to give our evaluation of what we see, the actions of our life. But in the video that we're shown, where we're asked to judge and evaluate the actions, we see everything except we don't see that it's us in the picture. It appears that there is a different person who is the star of this video. It looks like somebody else. So we see this video and we see what is really ourselves, but it looks like somebody else. And they're driving a little bit too fast. And so we say to the angel, that's not right. It's dangerous. And then we see this other person, they're eating a food with a questionable kashras status. And we say to the angel, that's not right. And then we see this other person and they're speaking a little bit harshly to someone. They lost their temper. And we say to the angel, that's not right. It's, uh, it causes hurt feelings. It's not the right way to ask. And the angel says to us, okay, all right, we accept your judgment. And then the angel reveals that the person in each of those images is me. It's us. And immediately we say to the angel, I say to the angel, no, 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 no. I was driving fast that time because I was rushing to get dominion on time. By the way, that's not such a great excuse, but... But, but I was, I was, I was going to do a mitzvah. I was in a hurry to do a mitzvah. And that's why. And, and I made sure there were no other cars around. I wasn't, no one else was in danger. 
and that food that I ate, that somewhat questionable status, but I looked into it. I looked at the ingredients. There didn't appear to be anything wrong with it, which by the way, is also not such a great excuse, but maybe I wasn't feeling well and I needed to eat something right away or else I would get sick. There was a reason for what I did. And the time that I used those harsh words, well, it's because I was really upset about something else. I didn't sleep well. I was worried about some other problem. Oh, that's also not such a great excuse, but at least I, I, I really, I didn't mean to be not nice to that person. Uh, it just, you know, the words came out. I didn't mean it, but it just came out. So the angel says, okay, okay. I accept all of those explanations. They're legitimate. I accept them. But the Malach says to us, but why didn't you offer those same explanations when you thought it was someone else? The Baal Shem Tov teaches us that how we judge others is how God judges us. This advice have you done as kal ha'adon l'kavzchus that we should judge every other person in a favorable way. We have to do it in order to have it done for us. And if we can do this, if our default is to first run to an explanation of what someone else does to us that is neutral or even positive, instead of rushing to assume that it was malevolent, it will make the world a better place. And it will make us live happier lives. And it will also raise our stature in the eyes of God. It's worth the effort. My friends, I want to wish you a great day. And I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.